open your Bibles with me, Matthew 1. We touched on this a little bit last week, but Matthew, Matthew chapter 1. And can we close that, maybe that door right there? Thank you so much. All right, we're just going to read the text quick, and I'm just going to give a little biblical background to this, and then I want to bring some people up to check. And you, uh, Matthew 1, verse 18. Um, Let's pick up our Bibles, if you're physically able. Um, yeah, we're going to sing a song later, that whole, uh, the hallelujah chorus, and he shall reign forever and ever. Uh, my, my son, they did it for their school, and he was like, the, one of the things they taught him is that like the first time the song was played, I think in England, the queen stood up in reverence in the song, um, and so it's tradition that you stand during the song and everything, and I was like, man, uh, even just the reverence for the word of God, you know, like... Um, I want to just have reverence in this place today. So if you're, if you're physically able, would you join me as we uh, begin to read the Word of God? Would you just stand to your feet real quick? And repeat after me. If you have your Bibles, hold them in the air. Say, Jesus, Father, Holy Spirit, we believe this is your holy written Word. And we commit to obey the words that we're about to read. Amen. All right. You can sit if you'd like. But um, here's what we're going to do today. We are going to uh, focus and zero in on Emmanuel. And we're going to do a little call and response, okay? So throughout the day today, if I say Emmanuel... I want you guys to respond, or if someone up here says Emmanuel, I want you to respond with, uh, not, not quickly, I want you to say, God is with us, okay? So let's, let's practice. Emmanuel. There you go. <laughs> that was great unison. Uh, let's try it again. Emmanuel. God is with us. Emmanuel. God is with us. Us. Why are we going to do this? Because frankly, God is with us. Do we actually believe that in here today? That not just that God came in the form of a baby, but I want us to just take this day as we reflect on his, his birth to actually believe that God is with us today in this room with his people. And if we actually believe that, we have the ability in here today to come together in unity and actually be in the presence of the holiest king that we could ever honor, right? God is with us. And I believe some of you maybe don't know the Lord or have been looking for a quote-unquote sign from the Lord, and I believe the Lord is actually going to reveal himself today because he's in this room. Amen? God is with us. Verse 18 says, Now the birth of Jesus Christ took place in this way. When his mother Mary had been betrothed to Jesus, before they came together, pause, uh, I'm going to teach you a bit about what it means to be betrothed at this time. Uh, if you were betrothed, we think of it as an engagement, okay? An engagement actually had a legal certificate of marriage. So Mary and Joseph were legally bound to one another in marriage. However, they had not actually come together as man and woman. 
They had not actually moved in with one another. In fact, they weren't allowed to be alone with each other until the actual marriage ceremony had taken place. But it was a little bit different than our like engagement process where it's kind of loose, you're kind of like still dating. This was seen in the eyes of the law as actually a marriage. And in fact, to annul the marriage, you needed a, a divorce certificate, okay? So it was, it was actually more legally binding than what we think of as engagement. Does that make sense? And at this point, in order to get to that point, you had to do a couple things. One, you had to negotiate a bride price, meaning the, the husband-to-be would give the family of the bride, um, they'd negotiate, it literally was a negotiation for essentially, you know, bringing the wife into a marriage. So they would negotiate that price. He would have paid this by this point, okay? And the bride would also bring in whatever um, inheritance she had, money she brought into the marriage uh, at that point, okay? So there was a, a transaction that occurred. Does that make sense? So when he says they were betrothed, she was betrothed to Joseph, that's the context, okay? So before they came together, again, before the marriage ceremony in which they uh, consummated the marriage, okay, she was found to be with child with the Holy Spirit. Why is that a problem? <laughs> because they weren't supposed to have a child at this point, right? What does that imply? Oh, wait, I, <laughs> wait oh, let's filter this. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> that implies, right, if you have a baby, that implies an act has occurred right? And if that has occurred outside of the proper context of the marriage agreement, we have a problem. We have a legal problem and we have a spiritual problem, okay? But that is the lens that people would have been seeing this through, okay? And by the way, a child from the Holy Spirit, God ups his game here a little bit. We see in scripture where God takes a barren woman and puts a baby in her, right, from the husband. But never before have we seen a, 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 a woman bear a child strictly by the Holy Spirit. This is obviously a divine act, right? And her husband, Joseph, being just a man and unwilling to put her to shame, resolved to divorce her quietly. So you see this here, right? He actually had to divorce her. This is reinforcing what we're talking about. So at this point, when he finds out about this, Joseph has a couple options. He either can uh, divorce her, which if she had broken the marriage contract, he had a legal obligation to divorce her because that is a breaking of the contract, okay? Which would put her to complete shame. She, had, she would have a punishment as far as death. She might even die for this. They could legally put her to death. You didn't see that as much, but they could. Or, at a minimum, she had to forfeit the bride price, or the, the, what she, the financial portion that she had brought into this. He got to keep that. His family had to refund the bridal price that was paid, and she was cast out in shame of, for dishonoring the family. This is an honor culture, okay? To be shamed and, and dishonored and cast out. That meant that now, not only was she, every financial penny she had was gone, her family, who for a woman, a different society, okay, for a woman, would have been the sole means of provision, either her family or the husband. She now is cast out of the family. She's divorced from her husband. If she's not put to death, it's basically a death sentence because how is she going to provide for herself, right? There's, there's really no means for her to do that at this point in this culture. So for Mary to say yes to Jesus, this was a huge risk. <laughs> and Joseph had a choice at this point. Joseph's natural means would have been, I'm not going to bring this shame upon myself because if he doesn't take option A of divorcing her, what's option B? Option B is, I take, continue to take you as my wife, which means that what is everybody going to think about what happened? I did this. 
I broke the marriage contract, which has financial repercussions, has respect and honor repercussions, he would now be seen a certain way from society. He would lose financial uh, provision that he had. And so Joseph was basically going to try to do this in a way that was like, hey, I love Mary. I don't want her to be dishonored. I don't want her to have all these things. So let's just kind of divorce quietly. But I have, I have a legal obligation to do this. Okay? Make sense? Tracking with me? But as he considered these things, behold, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream, saying, Joseph, son of David, do not fear to take Mary as your wife, for that which is conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit. She will bear a son, and you shall call his name Jesus. Which, pause there. From Genesis 1 all the way to Revelation, when you uh, name something in the Bible and in the cultures of the Bible, you are proclaiming the destiny over that person. You actually have um, the responsibility. When God says to Adam to name the animals, he's giving authority and dominion over the animals to man. And the naming was actually the act of proclaiming destiny over those. So when he says, you are going to name this child, he's saying, you are going to have the authority of bringing the king into the world. And you're going to proclaim his destiny over this child. You are going to adopt him into your lineage, and you are now going to take on the spiritual responsibility of this child, right? And Jesus means uh, essentially Yeshua, which means uh, God will save us. God will deliver us by proclaiming over him the name of Jesus. He is proclaiming that you will be a deliverer. Amen? How who in here can attest that the Lord is a deliverer? Come on. You will call his name Jesus, for he will save the people from their sins. All this took place to fulfill what the Lord had spoken by the prophet, which is, this is Isaiah, it's in Isaiah 7. Behold, the virgin will conceive and bear a son, and they shall call his name Emmanuel. Oh, man. You guys are good. <laughs> I didn't even give you the heads up. Emmanuel. God is with us, which means God with us. When Joseph woke from, the sleep, woke from sleep, again, keep in mind all of the risk he was taking in saying yes to Jesus, okay? He, what did he do? He did as the angel of the Lord commanded him. He took his wife, and I love that he put this part in here, but knew her not until she had given birth to a son. Why? Because he wanted no doubt that this child was from the Lord. No doubt. And he called his name Jesus, the one who delivers. Amen? So, there's your brief. I'm actually impressed I did that in 10 minutes. <laughs> Emmanuel, God with us. Now you know why when today we are going to celebrate Emmanuel, God is with us. This is the context, how the Lord came into the world. And he came into the world, if he was a king, we talked about this a little bit on the, the lineage part of it. Lineages, genealogies, they told a story. They were, they were sh shaped and crafted in a way that told the story they wanted to portray through the lineage. The lineage you would expect for a king entering the world should be a royal lineage, a lineage that has power and might and honor in it. Jesus chose a lineage that was shepherds, that were the lowly, that were the outcast, that had, if I was going to portray an Israelite king, he had Gentile women in it. Women were not in genealogies. He proclaimed women in his, four of them. And these weren't, 
uh, you know, Rebecca and Leah. These weren't the, the giants of the faith. These were, he has a prostitute in there. He has all these different people who were the lowly. Why? Because he's saying, this king is coming lowly. And he is coming through the lowly. And so much today, what do we do? Kings and everybody, we want to exalt ourselves. And this king came through the genealogy, and the story tells you, a genealogy that is a lowly, outcast genealogy. What grace there is in that. Who did he come through? Did he come through a prince and a queen, a princess, whatever it is? No, he came through a teenage girl who was willing to get all of her honor and shame relinquished and let the whole world think one thing about her, where she loses everything and potentially even dies for saying yes to Jesus because she was a poor, lowly teenage girl. And the Lord said, that's who I want to come through. And he said, you know what? If I'm going to be adopted into a family, because notice the lineage is not Mary's lineage. The lineage is Joseph's lineage, which is a story in and of itself. We are adopted into, Jesus was adopted into Joseph's lineage. We are adopted into Jesus's lineage. Thank you, Joseph, for your yes, because it gives us a picture of being adopted into the lineage of Joseph, right? And Joseph gave his yes. Was Joseph a king? No. <laughs> in fact, Joseph came and his yes actually cost him his reputation. And Jesus said, I'm going to come through that. I'm going to come through two people who probably looked like people who were fornicators and broke the marriage contract and didn't want to actually at, you know, own up to the mistake they made. That's the, that's the setting I'm going to come into. And oh, by the way, I'm not going to come into a palace. I'm going to come through a stable where it's been soiled with animals. And that's the way my king's going to enter the world. Right? And the story of the birth, thank you, Lord, I have it written down here. I'm just going to read this. That moment when Jesus entered the world was the very moment that heaven began invading earth. I'm going to say that again. Heaven began invading earth. Heaven invaded earth through humility and the lowly. God was with the lowly, and it will require the same of us. If you want to experience Emmanuel... We have to go low. We have to be the lowly. The story of the birth of God is the same. Is, uh, the story of the birth is God with us, and it began in a soiled manger, and it would end in a bloodied, soiled cross, which led to a body being buried in a tomb, which led to a resurrection which led to an outpouring of the Holy Spirit. And it's those moments in which we see heaven has truly overflowed here on earth that we cry, Emmanuel. <laughs> God, you are here with us today. So let's go low and cry that out today. I want to do this through word. I want to do it through song. I want to do it through demonstration of signs and wonders. Did you know the, the word is proclaimed in demonstration, not just in word, right? So I believe today that as we praise and, and proclaim the Lord, I actually believe the Lord is going to pour out in signs and wonders. I believe he's going to show himself. Um, we already have, uh, I'm going to steal the testimony. Uh, thank you, Cindy Lear, for a continued testimony here. <laughs> she was just in the, in the spirit. Her eyes were like, she's like, yes, in the spirit. And then she's like, wait, you're talking to me. Uh, Cindy Lear, she shared, we prayed for her a few months ago. She had tumors all over her brain. She had tumors all over uh, her lungs. Lungs. We prayed for her. A um, couple months later, she came back and said, they're, they're diminishing. The doctors can't understand it. What's going on? And then she got an, a, a report yesterday that said there are no tumors on her brain anymore. 
And the doctors actually said, I don't understand this. <laughs> right? Am I right? The, the doctors were dumbfounded. And you know what that is? That is Emmanuel. So can I have uh, Leanna and uh, Haley and Trevor? Come on up. We may just go here for a little while. By the way, our rule here is um, Patrick took the clock away. So um, we're on God's time. That does not mean that you are bound to be here, but we don't want to rush things. So we're going to share just a, a few things here. Uh, you are free. I know it's holidays. We got people coming and going. Uh, we're going to praise. I'll give you the, what we're going to do here. We're going to have people sharing different ways in which Emmanuel, God is with us, whether it's downloads of prayer, whether it's tabling together, stories of tabling, whether it's stories of what God's doing. Um, we're going to respond and praise uh, Christmas type praise that exalts him. Uh, we're going to do that together. And I believe the Lord will inhabit the praises of his people when we do that. And then we will respond in uh, praying demonstration signs and wonders of the Lord actually moving, okay? You, do, you are not bound to stay here, okay? I, I, I know we got holiday stuff going on. So um, feel free. Come and go. As, there is no shame. There is no judgment. Come and go as you need to. Um, but we're just going to go, okay? So um, let's start with uh, Trev. I, was, I told Trev, Emmanuel, God is with us. We say this a lot uh, me and him always joke, every time I call him, basically Trev's standard response is, dude, he's doing it. <laughs> Am I wrong? <laughs> he's doing it. <laughs> so I told Trev, like, you know what, I think a great example of Emmanuel, God is with us. Share, just give me, give us some practical, like, when you say he's doing it, tell me, like, what's happening? <laughs> when you, why, why is that coming out of your mouth? Because he's doing what he said he's going to do. He's keeping his promise. He's, he's faithful um, in everything he says he's going to do. And the way he moves too, right, is just uh, it's only God could do it. And I'm going to put some description to that, Nick. I feel like I say that a lot. My wife even gives me a tough time and says, okay, what is God doing? And I'm like, he's doing it. Uh, <laughs> but God's, God's, God's really doing what he said he's going to do. Uh, one, of the, one of the things I, is Sydney, man, like, a woman who's battling cancer, I've never seen proclaim Jesus' name so much. There, there's an example of Emmanuel, God is with us. You got, you got ministries happening where they shouldn't happen, and that is God is with us. You, you, got, <laughs> you got a woman proclaiming universe and self-help transformed and now proclaiming Jesus' love. You got... You got godly relationships forming and engagements happening and weddings being planned. You, you got, you got, a, you got, a, I got, a, I got an aunt that I didn't even know I had six months ago be an aunt to my kids in a way that, that is only, it's only godly. It, it's only godly. I got a, you got a church that's got 10 people in it less than a year ago being revived. Full. Look at this. This is crazy. Like th this is Emmanuel. This is God is with us. You got you got a, a spouse whose husband is battling cancer, and you see life in her. You see her being surrounded by godly people to pray against the enemy and to pray for healings. You got single moms in here.
that God is with them. You got foster care people in here. Adoption happening, not little things that these children's lives are being changed because God is with them. You got people going through rough times and situations but are being blessed financially because God is with them. You got a man hitting his knees every single Sunday and you know it's happening more than that because God is with him. This isn't even ministries that I know very well, that you got people that deliverances are happening, that my son's double earache is being heard from the Lord, that a man hears from the Lord, and he says somebody's ears need healed, and whether how small or how big it is, my son comes up front and his ears are healed. That is God is with us. God speaks to us. He hears us. He knows us. He knows what we need. That is God. That is Emmanuel. How about this? Emmanuel. You got, you got people, you got worship being anointed right now that God just sent in people, right? The, the, God is forming house churches, is forming family, is forming community, is bringing in prayer, is bringing in prophecy being fulfilled in a church that wasn't even put together a year ago. But God prepared the way because God is with us. There's so many testimonies that I'm missing out on. Here's one. I got a, I got a, I got a brother-in-law who's at my wedding who, is, who comes up to me after our wedding and goes, you know what, this God thing, this is totally for you. I, I love that this is for you guys. It's just not for me. And then he goes and he's praying and he shoots a, he's out hunting in God's land knowing that God made creation and God gave him this deer that he's out hunting. And I'm over here like, okay, so God's not just for me. It's for all of us. It, it's crazy what's going on. And, and it's, it's, it's ministries that have been started. It's ministries that are being started. It's ministries that are going to be started. That, that it, it's just God is with us. It's a man. Oh, here we go. One more time. Emmanuel. Yes, God is with us. We just thank you that, God, you are with us. Um, we've been experiencing God with us in our homes and around our tables, and it's been so powerful. And we've been talking about this as a church, about inviting people to our tables and opening our doors to our neighbors and our friends. But particularly how we've been seeing God with us at our tables is inviting the other people in from the church, people who are fearing the Lord together as a church. We had some friends over the other day, and we sat around the table for hours, and all we did was talk about the goodness of God. We prayed together. We were together, and all that was flowing out of our mouths was the goodness of God. We were sharing testimonies, and it was just like it was never-ending. Like we could have sat there and talked all night. And what I love about this particular couple that was sitting at our table is that they are 30 years older than us. They do not go to this church. They are not really connected in our particular uh, like circle of friends. But we had this unified God is with us. 
And so as we gathered at our table, we got to speak of the goodness of God and we feared him together and the testimonies were flowing and the reverence, it was so beautiful. And the next day she, she texted me and she said, oh, last night was so beautiful. I felt like it was a Malachi 3.16 kind of a night. And I was like, oh, wow, I don't know that scripture. So I'm going to go look it up. <laughs> And I read it, and it says, Then those who feared the Lord spoke with one another. The Lord paid attention and heard them, and a book of remembrance was written before him and those who feared the Lord and esteemed his name. That's Malachi 3.16. And it was just so powerful to me when I read that, and it just struck in my spirit. And I thought, wow, God, you are with us in our homes. You are with us at our table. And when we fear the Lord and when we esteem your name together as community, something powerful happens. And it's a different kind of God is with us than when we're alone in our secret place with him. When we're together with our people who love and esteem the Lord and fear his name, something mighty happens at the table. And it's so powerful. And we get to experience God with us, Emmanuel, at our table with our community and it's inspiring, and it's activating. It's so activating, and it's different. It's like this different God with us. It's not, it's not secret and quiet and intimate with the Lord in our, in our own times, but it's powerful because we leave, and we say, oh, there's so much more to come. God is doing it. He is doing it in this church, and he's doing it in our communities, and he's doing it in our homes and within our children, and he's doing it at our tables. And I think the Lord is inviting us into something powerful, Emmanuel, God with us at our tables in our homes. So would we be a people who fear the Lord and esteem his name and say, come sit at my table and speak of his goodness. Speak of Emmanuel because he is with us. He is with us in all things. And I got to thinking about how often it takes us maybe like 30 minutes, 40 minutes to get to get into the conversation about God. And I say, oh, no, we're going to sit down and the testimonies are going to flow from the moment that we sit. And then from there, it goes and it goes and it goes and it goes out into our communities. So thank you, God, that you are with us in our homes and with our communities and with our fellow believers. We thank you that we, we can come together and esteem your name. God, you are with us. Us. Thank you, Jesus. Yeah. Amen. <laughs> Emmanuel is with us. You guys, the Lord is so beautiful. I don't want to just assume that everyone in this room knows Emmanuel. So I just want to read some scripture. Who has believed our report, and to whom has the arm of the Lord been revealed? For he shall grow up before him as a tender plant, and as a root out of dry ground. He has no form of comeliness, or when we see him. There is no beauty that we should desire him. He is despised and rejected by men, a man of sorrows and acquainted with grief. And we hid, as it were, our faces from him. He was despised, and we did not esteem him. 
Surely, Emmanuel, he has borne our griefs and carried our sorrows. Yet we esteemed him stricken, smitten by God and afflicted. But he was wounded for our transgressions and he was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement of our peace was upon him and by his stripes we are healed. All we like sheep have gone astray. We have turned every one to our own way and the Lord has laid on him the iniquity of us all. He was oppressed and he was afflicted, yet he opened not his mouth. He was led as a lamb to the slaughter. And as a sheep before him, the shears is silent. So he opened not his mouth. He was taken from prison, from prison and from judgment. And who will declare his generation? For he was cut off from the land of the living. For the transgression of my people, he was stricken. And they made his grave with the wicked, but with the rich at his death, because he had done no violence, nor was there any deceit in his mouth. Yet it pleased the Lord to bruise him. He has to put him to grief. When you make his soul an offering for sin, he shall see his seed, he shall prolong his days, and the pleasure of the Lord shall prosper in his hand. He shall see the labor of his soul and be satisfied, and by his knowledge my righteous servant shall justify many, for he shall bear their iniquities. Therefore, I will divide him a portion with the great, and he shall divide the spoil with the strong, because he poured out his soul unto death. And he was numbered with the transgressors. He bore the sin of many and made intercession for the transgressors. As we just reflect on Emmanuel, God is with us. And we know, I feel like there are some people we're talking about God is with us through community. And I felt on my heart that there are some people in here that you feel like you don't have that. And I want you to look at our lamb that was slain and what he suffered, that he was not esteemed. He was rejected. And yet he still walked through it all, knowing that we would be the ones on the other side saying, crucify him, crucify him. And yet he still, with love, went. And um, this wasn't even part of what I was going to say, but I feel like there's someone in here where you're like, well, I don't feel that part of community. I don't feel included that's a lie of the enemy because he was rejected so you, be, you could be accepted. And sometimes we have to open our mouth because he didn't open his so that we could actually open ours and reach out to the people that are beside you. I want you to look to your left and right real quick. This is a full house right here. Sometimes you have to open up and actually say, hey, I'm struggling. Yeah. Community goes deep, you guys. <laughs> It can't be where you just expect sometimes people to know what's on your mind. Wives, we know this, right? My husband should know everything that's on my mind. No, that's not real. And our community can't know that either. Your community does not know what you're going through if you do not invite them into that with you. So I just wanted to share that, but let's get back to the Lord. Ah, Emmanuel. God is with us. He's been pressing me on prayer. in so many ways that if we truly believe that the Lord was with us, would our prayers not look different? Would it not shake the very foundation on which we stand? Whew. 
And as we just reflect today on the lamb that was slain for us, I want this to become so real to you guys. Because none of this matters if you truly don't know him and know that God is with you, that he literally died so you could receive his spirit. Like what a beautiful mystery that he desires to know us. He doesn't need to. He's God Almighty. He doesn't even need us. But yes, in his mystery, in his beautiful ways, because his ways are higher than ours, he's like, but I want you. And I want to use you. And it's through when you speak my word, things happen. And um, as I was just thinking, like, Lord, what do you want me to share about prayer and you being with us? Just this reality of these moments where I would recognize that God was with me and that he was more eager than I was to answer prayer. Like, I am waiting, waiting for people to get in line with who I am because I am willing, right? The man came, Lord, if you're willing, you can make me clean. He's like, I'm willing. Be clean. Like, I am willing. And there was one moment where um, I used to be a caretaker, and there was this woman I would take care of. I would call her my senora, and we had a language barrier. I'm Hispanic, but I do not speak Spanish. <laughs> um, and we would always bump heads about it because Hispanic um, elders expect you to know Spanish. Yeah. And so we would have like different moments and she was gonna pass away. They were gonna pull the plug that night and they call me, they're like, Leanna, we know that you would wanna see her. So I'm driving there and I'm worshiping and I'm just like, Lord, I, I've been hearing that you can heal, that you're a healer. But I know eventually we all have to like die too you know like eventually we're gonna go we're gonna be with the lord so i was just struggling and i'm like is it her time to go so i remember i spent time with her and they're like okay it's really late you have to leave we let you stay after so i pray and i'm like senora can i pray for you and she's like yes and she grabs my hand she just puts it on her and it's so funny because she we can't understand one another but she knew i was a woman of god we would like she saw me always soaking in scripture and praying in the backyard and stuff and um so she just had this faith of like knowing like okay like i know she's a woman of god um and she like just grabbed my hand and put it on her and she's just like this and i'm just praying i'm like god i know that it's your will to heal and god if it's not her time to go i believe that you can heal her and so after i got done praying um we were sitting there and i give her a hug and she seemed kind of upset and she was like trying to take off her mask i'm like you can't do that that's how you're breathing like what are you doing and so I'm telling her no, and she's getting mad at me. And I'm like, what? I don't know why you're mad at me right now, but I will get, like, they'll arrest me. I'm not taking off your mask. And she just throws her hands down. She's a feisty one. She's just like, and rolled her eyes at me. And I'm like, okay, well, I love you. Geez. Like, <laughs> and that was our last, like, uh, talk of that moment. And I'm driving, and I'll never forget, I'm singing a song about how death has been defeated. And I'm worshiping with all my heart and I'm getting hit by the Holy Spirit. And I'm like, this is so weird because I just told her goodbye, but I'm like worshiping to the song. So two weeks pass and I'm asking my mom, when is the funeral? Why has no one called us, right? So my mom calls our neighbor and she's like, Rachel, what's going on? Like, when is the funeral? Are you guys gonna invite us? And she's like, oh my gosh, I forgot to tell you. Um, she's fine. She keeps telling everybody in the senior homes that um, her little, her little Miha healed her. So she's, 
She's not a believer, so she thought I did it, but I had to correct her. But she was just telling everyone. My Miha healed me, so when I came in, she's telling everyone, this is her, this is her. And I'm like, no, 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 Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. But even in that small, and this is like, I was a baby coming into understanding about healing. But God was so willing to meet me there. And I want you to know that God is so willing to meet you where you're at. Don't look at anyone else and say, well, my faith isn't like theirs. That's okay. Your faith is your faith. Your walk is your walk. But walk with him. Walk with him. Don't stand afar. Don't stand to the side. Walk with him. And be honest. If you're not there in this moment, that's okay. But be honest. Because the Lord already knows it. He knows every single thought in your mind. He knows everything. So when you just come there and you're like, Lord, God is with us. Like, <laughs> I just think about those moments where God was with me in my ignorance. of I did not grow up in the church. And I would pray like this, Lord, I'm an idiot. Help me. I'm so stupid. Like, that was literally my prayers. I, like, literally pick every bad apple in the tree. I didn't have, like, the prayer language yet. I didn't pray the way that I pray now, but it had to start somewhere. And I came to him. And I was like, you know what? I'm just going to come as I am, but you're going to do the working. You're going to transform me. So I just want to pray real quick. Um, Lord, Emmanuel, God is with us. You are so beautiful to reveal yourself to us. And I pray right now over every eye and heart, it is opened to receive the mystery and the beauty of the gospel that you came for each and every person in this room. Whether you don't have a crazy past or whether your past is completely tarnished, God comes for all of us who would call upon the name of Jesus. So right now, as we just reflect on our Savior, we say, would you have your way? And we say, Let Emmanuel, that word, God is with us, just ring in our hearts. I pray that today that that name becomes so alive in us that as we're walking around and everywhere we go, we know that you are with us and that you so desire to reveal yourself to a world that does not know you. May we open our hearts. May we open our minds. May we just get rid of any religion We love you. Emmanuel. Amen. Amen. You thought about 10 more? <laughs> Come on. Man, God is with us. Amen. I just, I'm even thinking, they just keep coming. Like the, uh, who was here that Sunday when we baptized like 10 people? few weeks ago, like, like the power, the power, the power, they just, one of them was planned, <laughs> and they just kept coming, like, man, Emmanuel, I just want to respond and praise, who's with me, um, let's praise the Lord, because he's good, did you want to, did you, you want to share that before or after, did you have something, do you want to share before or after for the Okay, maybe for the response. Yeah. All right, let's praise. Is my wife um, here? Hey, actually, while you're coming down, um, I just feel the Lord saying, yes, you. 
my wife. <laughs> Hi. <laughs> um, you have the walk to think about it. Can you, can you speak one, one more thing to the moms? How, how is Emmanuel, how is God with us in the chaos of motherhood? <laughs> oh man, um, I'm pregnant so I'm hormonal and I'm already crying. <laughs> Um, he's just so good that we, we joke about, stop, you're going to cry too? Stop. <laughs> he gave me the look. Um, we joke that we're like so outside of our capacity right now. <laughs> and, um, and it's been so good and so sweet and rich and awesome because we can't do it on our own like literally we can't um um yeah I feel like he's just been teaching us both so much like me as a mom but as parents together that um God is so good that he would that he would just take us outside of what we're what we're physically able to do and then and it like there's such a pruning process in, um, in showing us, okay, you could accomplish this on your own, but now I'm going to give you all these other things, and it's not more than you can handle because I'm going to be with you, right? Emmanuel, God with us. Um, and so, I mean, I, I didn't have, there was nothing prepared. <laughs> but, <laughs> but um, yeah, last night even we were just saying that, that he's teaching us a lot in and stripping away everything that we're capable of doing on our own and just showing us like, okay, if it's just me and you, we can do this. But if it's just Nick and I, we can't. So, (laughs) yeah. I just want to even encourage, like I'm just thinking of Mary holding her baby Jesus, you know, and like, uh, I mean, motherhood is hard, right? Like those of you that have had kids, like it's not easy. Um, And, but just the fact that like the investment she made, like obviously she was holding the Lord himself, but like, um, God is with us. I want to speak to you mothers, like, even in those moments of you're up in the middle of the night, <laughs> you're feeding the baby, you're, you're, all your kids are sick, or it's chaos, or you feel like you can't get a moment to yourself, or whatever it is, um, just, like, press into, like, the holiness that God is with you. <laughs> even in those moments, God is with you. God is with you. Press into him, right? So, amen. Let's praise the Lord. I just felt this on my heart I want to share with you guys real quick. You know, I've been in a lot of Christmas Eve and Christmas services over the years and seen a lot of new faces come in and, and I never see them again. And a lot of people come in and hear about Jesus and they leave the same exact way as they came in. Something that has always been on my heart since the beginning is is desiring people to be restored and healed and, and set free by, by the power of God. And it saddens me when, when we come in and, and broke and depressed and we leave the same way after hearing about the one who can heal everything. In 1 John 3 eight, it says, As the Son of Man, the reason that he came was to undo the works of the enemy. Come on. That's right. It's the whole reason why he came, God with us, Emmanuel, 
is to undo what the enemy had done to his creation of the curse, of brokenness, of hatred. Everything that Jesus did through his ministry, through the cross, it was breaking something that the enemy had held on to his people, over his people. And I specifically felt in my heart today, before we leave, before we even step out of this place, is that I felt there was a heavy burden of anxiety and depression over some people here. And I really feel like the Lord, if we really believed Emmanuel, God is with us, and I believe in Jesus' name, he doesn't want you to leave the same. Burdened, depressed. I even see tormented sleep and not even being able to sleep properly. And I want to encourage you is that what Jesus did on the earth through the power of the Holy Spirit being Jesus, the reason that he left was because he wanted to give us the helper, the Holy Spirit. And he knew, and he said in John 14, he says, greater works than these will you do because I'm going away to the Father and I'm going to leave with you. Jesus was, although God, he was man. He was only in one place at one time. And his goal was when to to die to give us the spirit to have the power inside of every single one of us in multiple places not just where he was at but where every believer stands stands the power of God inside of him and in Mark 16 he gives this commission the great commission to his believers in verse 15 he said to them go into all the world and preach the good news to all creation Whoever believes and is baptized will be saved. Whoever does not believe will be condemned. And these signs, these signs will accompany those who believe. Everyone say believe. In my name they will drive out demons. They will speak in new tongues. They will pick up snakes with their hands. And they will drink deadly poison and it will not hurt them at all. They will place their hands on sick people and they will get well. And in verse 19, it says, after the Lord Jesus had spoken to them, he was taken up into heaven. He sat at the right hand of God. Then the disciples went out and preached everywhere. And the Lord worked with them and confirmed his word by the signs that accompanied them. I want you guys to understand something here. Is that we just don't do something just to do something here. That this is power. And God confirms this. When we preach it and we preach the gospel, he confirms the gospel by the signs. This is not just a, I know what you're thinking. This is a charismatic thing. No, this is a Bible thing. Okay, this is not a charismatic thing. This is a Bible thing. He confirms his word with power every time. He confirms this word with his love every time. And his love for you says from him to you that I don't want you to live broken anymore I want to he wants to know you he wants to fill you he wants you to walk free and so we we talk about baby Jesus in a manger and we talk about him coming to earth and and that can go right into one ear and out the other just like that but I want you to know that the reason that he came and he grew up 
and he became a man and he died on that cross and he was resurrected three days later was because he wanted to instill in something into us like the fingerprints of God inside of us that says, hey, I'm still with you. I'm still with you. I'm still working miracles through you. I'm still doing these things to this very day. So I wanna encourage you guys to respond to this. If, if, if that's you if, if you, if you're good and you wanna leave, that's totally cool. But if you feel stirring in you, or if that's you where you feel anxious all the time, you're depressed, feel like there's something that just won't break you can't sleep at night I want to encourage you I want to, we want to pray for you guys and if you want to come forward if you don't want to come forward if you want to lift your hands we'll come to you and we'll pray with you and lastly if you want to know this Emmanuel if you want to know Jesus and maybe you haven't done that in your life or maybe you've been riding on the fence I've heard this, you've been riding on the fence, one side's the Lord's, one side's the enemy. Well, I've heard this before, is that Satan owns the fence as well. No longer be on the fence. Make a choice today in Jesus' name. I guarantee it's the best thing you'll ever do in your life. So if that's you, if you want prayer, if you need a healing or a miracle, I encourage you, please come forward and we will pray for you. Um, don't, please, don't leave out here. Don't leave this place the same way. Jesus' name. Father God, I just want to pray real quick over you guys. Father God, in Jesus' name, I just pray if that's you, Lord, if you're calling someone, stirring someone, Lord, I pray for boldness over them to come forward. Father God, I thank you that your hand is mighty to heal in Jesus' name. I thank you, Lord, that you are with us today, Lord. You are with us. You never leave us. You've never forsaken us, Lord. So I just pray for healing and restoration right now over these people in Jesus' name. Or they've been believing for something, waiting for a sign or something from you, Lord. I pray that they encounter you today like they never encountered you before, Lord. Lord, demonstrate your love for them today in Jesus' name.